Hi and hello and welcome to the rbr.ninja podcast. My name is Steve Daly and as always I'm joined by the creator of the rbr.ninja Instagram page, Jordan Murray. Hello. Hello. For each episode in true rbr fashion, we'll bring you classic new album reviews. It's our mission to cut through the noise to discuss the sound. Before we get underway, a big thanks to you guys and girls and other rbr.music followers for taking part in a recent poll we did, asking if you'd rather hear us ramble on about Hunky Dory by David Bowie or LA Woman by The Doors. So without further ado, on the rbr.radar this episode, we'll be discussing LA Woman, the sixth studio album by American rock band The Doors. Released in April 1971, and the last to feature lead singer Jim Morrison, who sadly died only three months after this album was released. Over to you, George. Okay, let me tell you about this album. It comes out of the Virginia swamps, cool and slow, with plenty of precision, with a backbeat narrow and hard to master. Whoa! If you know, you know. There we go. How about some of that? Um, <laughs> yeah, The Doors, L.A. Woman their um, last album with uh, Jim Morrison. What a spectacle. This album, to me, is pure, unadulterated sex. It just screams uh, sex, drugs and rock and roll. I just, in my misspent youth, I mean, I wasn't alive when this album came out, um, but in my misspent youth, I would listen to this album just constantly as if it was the only album in existence so i feel like i've lived no well i haven't lived the album but it's lived it's it's embedded in me <laughs> is it really <laughs> <Bet that hurts. laughs> anyway so um jim morrison is <laughs> is jim morrison is raspy drug cigarette and alcohol ravaged voice symbol of impending doom um he also eerily talks about um, death in a bathtub, and that's how he died. I think that's in the Hyacinth yeah. House song, um, singing about a bathtub, and he was found dead in a bathtub. So that's a bit creepy. So yeah, stuff of folklore, that, I suppose. Um, yeah, L.A. Woman, along with Morrison's view of himself as a poet above all else, which is exemplified in 1978's An American Prayer, um, where he's, he's talking, he's reciting his poetry and then at a later date, the Doors musicians um, get together and put music over the top of it. Um, that's a great album. Um, that proves he's a really good poet as well. This was an indication that his work was indeed maturing, though not exactly refined. The album is more thoughtful and sober, as it's been well documented, he uh, had a huge problem with drink. Not so much drugs. He, he wasn't. He dabbled in drugs when, I think, the debut album. But he he didn't re he didn't really agree with him. So as much as people think he was out of his mind on drugs all the time, um, I've read and I believe yeah. it was mainly alcohol was his drug of choice. Um, but yeah, so he was pretty sober. He was 27 uh, when he did this album and he died. He's in the 27 club. So yeah, it's, um, it is stuff of folklore, rock, 
law, you might say. And he fully commits, or the album, should I say, expands and fully commits to the blues sound of Morrison Hotel, which uh, was the album previous. It also opens up with a James Brown-esque funk swagger of the Changeling. Um, here, I mean, he gives James Brown a run for his money on mm. um, on the funk sort of howlings. And the bands, the bands were never tighter. LA Woman is the sound of a band in perfect harmony. But the role of the various bassists they hired over the course of six albums while Jim Morrison was alive shouldn't be undervalued. On this album, um, you might know this, Steve, as you're a big fan, um, Elvis Presley's bassist, um, Jeffrey Skeff's um, work here is fantastic. He's the bassist on the studio album. Um, yeah, And then by 1971, the Doors had become masters of mood setting. Okay. Um, especially with the electric guitar replicating the sound of a car engine on the title track. I think that's so good. It actually sounds like a um, car revving up. Um, and on El America, um, creating tension in its quest for the perfect rhythm with bass, keys and drums homing in on the groove one at a time. Morrison's portraits of America had grown increasingly disturbing and cynical over the years, and these songs are no exception. New York may have adopted the Doors as their own, but the band belonged to the dusty desert roads of the highways of the West, and I think this album is a car journey album or a travelling album. It's the open roads, um, and he loved his cars, Jim Morrison. I am gushing over Jim Morrison a little bit too much here but of course the Doors are a band it's not all about Jim Morrison talking about the dusty roads and highways this was no more apparent than on the album's two most recognisable songs LA Woman and Riders on the Storm um, you can feel that they were inspired by some sort of um, country and western song I suppose Riders on the Storm um, the more subdued ending for a Doors album and complete calm comes at the moments the organ descends and we're left only with the sound of rain and the steady pulse of the organist's fingers. A clap of thunder provides a defibrillator-like jolt and the band is brought back to life, defying death and the desert killer and riding onward forever. Um, that's how I feel about that album, Steve. It is... A road, a roadhouse. It's um, it's a, it's meant to be listened to when you're on the open road. I think being free and being happy, and well, maybe not being happy, but just being alive. I think. Um, uh, speak to me, Steve. I was listening in awe to your gushing, not just of Jim, but also the Doors. I know they're one of your favourites. I know this album is one of your favourites. And I know you're pleased to get the opportunity to discuss it. And I think everything... It was a poll, though. And it, was, and it wasn't yeah, he didn't fixed. Cheat. He didn't cheat. Was... I didn't cheat. <laughs> I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. But it's nice to hear your passion. And obviously, listeners may not know, but it's it's a passion since I think you've had since you're about 15. Um, maybe yeah. a bit younger, 14, 15. And... 
there was a time, I think you don't mind me saying, you overplayed this a little bit, didn't you? You you tried to sort of force it into every party and social gathering you could do. And, uh, yeah, listen to this, <laughs> listen to this. It's like, um, yeah, and I, I think for me, actually, I think I said to you before we came on the pod that I haven't listened to this album for probably, properly for four or five years maybe. And in listening to it again in preparation for this podcast and kind of reverting back to those days of listening with you and you overplaying it and obviously enjoying it myself as well, um, you realise how good it is. And arguably their most iconic album, I think, I think there's, you know, a lot to choose on with The Doors and possibly one of the most iconic bands of all time. Uh, certainly... Well, I think... Yeah. I was going to say, certainly a band that... There weren't many cooler, were there, really? They they sort of transcend cool, didn't well, they, really? So, when... To put this into context, where... Well, not this album, just The Doors in general, really. When the debut album came out, The Doors, which for me is one of the greatest debut albums ever created. I just think it's um, it's garage rock, it's indie rock, before indie rock was even a thing. It's early psychedelia. Obviously, we talk about psychedelia now. You think of... When we talk about psychedelia now, you think of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards and... People are like they they're stretching the genre, um, but this um, back then was considered um, psychedelic. So, 1967, the uh, debut album comes out for the Doors. In 1967, the Beatles released Magic Mystery Tour. So you've got John Lennon singing about "I Am the Walrus," you know things like that where the Doors are singing about really dark death and breaking through to the other side of your psyche. And I suppose the Magic Mystery Tour is kind of talk singing about that, but I think the Doors are a bit more direct, singing about taking a mask off and all this sort of... It's poetry, it's dark, it's gritty. And I'm not knocking the Beatles, oh, I'm just be. saying... On a scale, you've got right. the Beatles. The Beatles were more pop orientated, and at this point, uh, also going psychedelic. But the Doors were dark, gritty, and just outrageous. The stage shows were just—I mean, he was getting done for um, being disorderly. There was riots. There was um, a lot of crazy things going on. But I also talked to you, Steve, that. The Doors, 1967, um, followed by Strange Days and then Waiting for the Sun and then the Soft Parade. Waiting for the Sun and the Soft Parade were um, like the awkward sort of period. And then the comeback album of sorts, Morrison Hotel, which touched on blues, and then LA Woman, which is very blues, but it also has like a lounge sort of sound to it, like lounge music, Um, and I mean that very respectfully. I also think, which annoys me, is you look at Sinatra um, in the 50s, um, singing his swing, sort of crooning, you look at Bing Crosby in the 40s 
um, further back doing the same sort of thing. Crooning and swing music never really changed. It never, it's, it's always, you get someone in the 30s or 40s now singing croon and they're just doing the standards of Sinatra. They're not really coming up with their own stuff. Or if they are, I've, it's not on my radar. Well, I think Jim Morrison has such a good crooning voice and the Doors, the bands, the Doors, can play a lounge set of just wonderful ad-libbed jazz. And I just think it would have been amazing if right. crooners went... I'm not drunk, by the way. Thank you for listening. Um would just, crooners could have gone down this path of making it darker, making it more experimental, but yeah. obviously they're still playing it safe now. Uh, and I think the Doors were light years ahead. And as we said in our pre-ramble, you've got the Doors of, um, they were inventing indie rock before indie rock was even coined as a phrase, much like Iggy Pop, the godfather of punk, um, in the 60s with uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, punk came out in like the late 70s, early 80s. So, you know, these people well, were pioneers. Well, particularly uh, with a band such as The Doors, they, they, they carry a gravitas of... Um, like a, an iconic status, really. They, they, they belong in the mainstream, but actually when you break their music down, I, I wouldn't really say much of their music was massively mainstream or even carried into like 2020, no. 22, you know, do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's one of those sort of, it's, that it, they were, they were a classic when they were around. If you, if you get me, it, it, obviously we look at it from a, a, a younger position or, you know, our parents grew up around the doors, but we, we kind of just experienced them thirty years after their kind of kind of um, uh, height. Yeah, and I think that the the myth the myth the mythos the mythos grew around them. So, with mm-hmm. all the whispers and all the tabloids and everything getting changed, like with through the whispers of what had happened and there's biographies being published of uh, The Doors' life. That adds to to the allure, I think. That gets exciting. If you hear about how how wild they were and how free they were, when you listen to the music, especially LA Woman, you believe what they're singing. You actually think they've... They live in the studio and they're, they're singing their experiences and they're going to go out and carry on being wild. They're not going to go home and eat some tofu. They're going, they're going to... Um, they might have had tofu. You know. Well, they might have had tofu, you never know. I think what's also pretty impressive, um, and obviously we are circling back round to discuss LA Woman, but we're talking five years of pretty competitive music and, uh, and successful bands 1967 to 1971 they put out six albums all of which have a place there is that awkward patch that you mentioned George, but a lot of quality delivered in a very short space of time and then even more impressively a sort of a histrionics of the doors you know outperform 
bands who have done ten albums or twenty albums. You know what I mean? They 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 they, they gravitate to a time that's sort of timeless music. If if you get me on that, but also they're just they're just they're just there. And and there's not many bands that have done a five year stint. And obviously, I appreciate there was life after Mor uh, Morrison, but it's not the same. I think we agree that George, yeah. No, yeah, um, yeah, it's not the same. I mean, you've got Hendrix who did three albums, which is quite yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, Hendrix. And he is still regarded as, like, one of the masters of the guitar. But as a band, well, I suppose Jimi Hendrix yeah. and the Experience are a band, aren't they? But um, the Doors as a band, I think the band needed Morrison as much as Morrison needed the band. Um and he, after L.A. Woman, he went to Paris yeah. to um, just kind of calm himself down. And, you know, he, he didn't want to be in the limelight as much. And he was he was just, he needed to rest. Um, sadly, um, obviously, he died. Um, but, yeah, this being the swan song, I think. And they didn't realise it was going to be the swan song, with, uh, last of Jim Morrison's album. Well, if you don't. It's the last, if we're not including um, American Pro, I suppose. Uh, but the last one when he was alive. It's just a. I, rem I, well, I don't remember. I've read. I remember reading. He said, mm. "I've fine. I've finally made a blues album," because I think that's what he always wanted to do. With Morrison Hotel, it was the um, archetype. It was. He. It was. He was almost there with it, or the band was almost there with it. And then with L.A. Woman, it's. A garage rock blues album. Newsly, the all-in-one super app for iOS and Android. How does Newsly work, I hear you ask? Well, it picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics that you choose, and at any given moment, reads them out in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable and all in one place. Browse articles from topics that you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and start listening. You can follow topics such as sport, tech, business, science, or even music. They have a podcast as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast, the rbr.music podcast, is there too. I've started using it as my default podcast app, and they even have digital radio. So download and start using Newsly for free from www newsly.me or in the description and if you use the promo code that's r-b-r-m-u-s you'll receive one month free premium subscription go and give it a go yeah well i said to you tonight when we were texting i was like i think i don't think it's quite as clear as 50 50 but the album is 50 percent blues and 50 percent I know it sounds weird to say, but like, yeah, sort of garage rock doors in that sense. Um, do you think that was possibly down to the fact that they they did this album without uh, Paul Rothschild, didn't they? They he, he they fell out before they did this album, didn't they? So yeah, he where I was just gushing before um, and getting overexcited about the subject matter um, and talking about crooning and lounge music he walked out because he said i don't want to produce mm. a lounge album 
and he just wasn't he wasn't getting it. Um, so yeah, that's how they fell out. But little did he know that they were going to produce one of the greatest pieces of work. Do you of think? Theirs. Um, and it's, do you think it's this lasted. album had the accolades at the time? Do you think it gets slightly overshadowed by some of the earlier Doors stuff, or do you think it's kind of iconic because it's the last album? Do you, do you think it? Because I was one thing that I always like to do with the classic. I mean, I'm not yeah. kind of search and look into where these fall in those supposed all-time greatest lists. And oddly enough, it you have to scroll a bit to find it in those all-time greatest. Do you, th- do you think it's it's sort of slightly forgotten about until people are reminded about it? Yeah, I yeah, I think it's forgotten about. Uh, I think because mm. the debut album was so outstanding. Um, that usually gets all the accolades. This album is fantastic. I don't think they're pretty confident they wouldn't have played anything live from this album because um, they made the album and then he went off to Paris. Yeah. But um, what's your question? What? Um, no, just just I'm just sort of really nodding to the fact that possibly does get lost with the you know lost in the the sort of discography of of, of the Doors and possibly overlooked in, in certain ways but well you look I, at it and i think it has um the changeling and riders on the storm are probably the only two and love her madly possibly is the only two friendly uh, radio friendly songs i say i mean they're all there's no swearing in it but i mean um something that could make all the mm-hmm. masses sort of go oh this is quite nice Riders on the Storm might have been too long, but I think he was such a wild card, Jim Morrison, that I think the tabloids, the papers, were just eating him alive. So this album was probably overlooked because of his exploits were the main focus and the band wasn't, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to say, but this this might be my favourite album of theirs I think there's a discretion and a, an undertone that's pretty pretty cool with this album that's not me trying to be try hard or alternative I just it's a it's a very easy album to listen to um, and in intent I know we're saying it's like blues and it's garage rock and indie rock but in 10 songs there's all sorts yeah, going on. There's a lot. There's, a there's like amount. deep, gritty blues. There's crooning. There's sort of spoken word poetry with the Wasp, mm. Texas Radio and the Big Beat. Um, yeah, it's very entertaining. And I just, as soon as I have listened to it, I want to listen to it again. And I want to listen to it in, in, in its entirety. I don't want to just go straight to a certain song. I mean, if I did, it would probably be L.A. Woman. <laughs> or, or, you know, um, Riders on the Storm. But, but it's funny, yeah. I, I would imagine, and you know my dad quite well, like, I think, I haven't never asked him this, but I would guess this would be his favourite Doors album because of the the blues undertone that's... Obviously, there's a, there's the John Lee Hooker cover as well, isn't there? Um, track 8, Crawling King Snake. Yeah, and that's if, obviously, like a nod to how much they love the blues and you gonna you gotta be feeling good and being confident if you're gonna sing and play a 
John Lee Hooker track. Yeah. But, and, yeah. It, but, and I think... Go I was just going to say, and it works. It's like um, when I was listening to LA Woman as a teenager, I wasn't that clued up in blues music and I didn't know that it... I was aware of John Lee Hooker, but I wasn't aware that that was his, that was one of his songs. Um, so to find that out, it's nice to see how much they changed the song. Like I always say, um, well, I don't always say I've changed my mind these days, but I used to say I don't like cover songs. Um, but this has changed it so much. It's made it their own. Mm. Um, and I think it's great. Yeah. yeah I think, I think it, it's their, it's their only cover on the album, isn't it? That they've not. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is written by them, so it's yeah. I I I I can see what you're saying about a little nod to their kind of an homage to their loves of of, of further back music, which is great. Um, I mean, one thing I always know on any of these podcasts, as you probably all aware, I like my um, like my uh, value for money and forty eight minutes, just over ten tracks, you get. Obviously, plenty of music with Riders on the Storm. I think there's one version that's seven minutes just over and another version that's nine minutes. I've listened to a couple of different versions. Um, but again, you've got proper sort of length of track. I And I like that. I, I know it's a funny thing that I always highlight, but, you, you know, you really want to get lost in this album. Um, I listened to it at least three times commuting to work on the tram and the tracks just yeah. roll from one to another, which I think says a lot about the way the album's been put together. Um, and I think it's quite groundbreaking for yeah. 1970. Yeah. Um, I mean, who the hell was... Do- it was becoming, um, like, huge tour... Oh, it was on the peak of becoming huge arena tours for certain bands. Um, so arena orientated rock I suppose this isn't this is still dark deep wild and free and obviously they'd like to play in front of an audience but they weren't they were wanting to make great artwork you know like just they had a vision of keeping it dark gritty bluesy and that's what they've done. They've ticked every box. I believe as well, in some of my reading, that they, they, they put this album together without much pre-written yeah, so, like, yeah. you know, song format. And, and it, was, it was quite a on-the-hop spot sort of album, really, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they just went into the studio and pretty much did. Like, I think it was the, one of the first ones they had no real idea what they were going to do. Um that's cool. Jim Morrison was facing, I think, time in jail for um, causing a riot in Miami. So, and I think they were quite burnt out as well. So that could be a plus, not a plus, sorry, a, a reason why his voice is so um, weather-worn, you know. Um, and he was—he started smoking cigars um, I think because I, I, he wanted a rough voice, and maybe he wanted a rough voice for this album. So, but, so uh, th- this album is my favourite Jim voice. Like, it's, it's, I, I, I know that's a really weird thing to say, but I, it is a cool voice on this album. It's definitely obviously always cool. We we know that, but like, yeah, there's a 
as like a maturing gravel. And he wasn't mature. He's 27. He, he, 20, know, yeah, so. he, he was young in a young man's voice. But, um, yeah, he, he, he was a young man. He was only 27. So to bring a maturity in his voice through... Um, and the band, actually, they look older at this point. I don't mean they physically look older. They, they definitely matured to who they possibly were going to be. Um, and that's quite sad, really, that we never got to see maybe where they would have went. However, we all know we all know sometimes it does go the other way. So, you know, one thing me and Jordan have always joked about is sometimes you go out at the top and <laughs> maybe that's a, a good thing for some, yeah, for some bands. But no, I, th- I think when you break this album down, it's thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I'm definitely the layman out of the two, as I often say. But with this album particularly, Jordan introduced it to me. At probably a time, I was less reflective to just it. I was probably more reflective to it in line with a you know a handful of other albums and artists Jordan was sort of you know peddling at the time. But in the maturity of being in my late thirties now and not listening for a couple of years, I really enjoyed it and. I often say I'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll listen again, or I'll give it another go, or I'll keep trying. But this is an album you have to try with. This, this is, this is, this was already in one of my, you know, album collected playlists, and I, I don't know many that, that wouldn't have come across it. It might be an album that has missed a few people who would like it. I think, you know, there's a generation out there who could enjoy this. Maybe a little bit younger than us, but not massively younger. Um, I'm not sure it has a massive place right now for modern pop rock audiences. Um, I think... But I don't think it ever did, so I don't think it was... I'm just thinking back to our uni days, because I do think The Doors had a lot of of sort of coverage while we were at uni, um, possibly more iconic than than music lovers, if that makes sense. But... um, yeah, I think it's an album that, if you've not listened to it, and it's it's sort of one that you've you know sort of oh, you thought, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Like it, it's it's simply brilliant. There's there's doesn't, I mean, without jumping ahead, there's, there's not a bad track on it. There really isn't a bad track. And again, we say that a few times, but it. I said to you, didn't I, George, that some of the tracks that I would put in the bad tracks, they're just not as amazing well they are they are as amazing as the other tracks they were just the least amazing ones for me does that make sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely it makes sense well i mean if you if if, if you to sort um, of summarize your kind of non-biased love for this album by saying brackets um how, how would you summarize this album if someone's never listened to it before it has it has all the hallmarks of a doors album but at the same time it doesn't sound like any Doors album. <laughs> like as soon as you hear it, you'll you'll know. Oh, it's the Doors. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't sound like anything they've ever done either, um, <laughs> which is odd. Uh, but maybe that's because the band are so tight together, and um, obviously Jim being part of the band. But uh, Jim Morrison's voice is um, just so well known. It's. For me, it's as good as the debut album. Oh, it's a nice bookend then, yeah? And in such a... Sh- yeah, yeah, it's... I just think, considering the their output in such a short time, and they came out with this album 
is inc- they weren't lacking on creativity. I think they all just needed a rest from each other, and that's what they tried to do. Um, and sadly, things didn't work out the way they wanted it to work out. Um, such is life. Yeah. But we've got this to remind us how great the doors yeah. actually that's a, were. That's a nice surmise, Jordan. Well, it's at this point that we would always uh, nod our star rating. So over to you, Jordan, with the rbr.music star rating pal. So I might be overly critical of this album with the star rating because it's been with me for so long. I want to give it five, but if I give it five out of five, it's got to be immaculate. And it's almost immaculate. It just, let America always throws me. It's not a bad track, but it shouldn't be on that album. Uh, so 4.5 out of five okay. for me. On that, have, we, have you done five out of five for anyone yet? For anyone? Oh, yeah, no, I believe so. I won't be able to tell you who it was, though. Um, <laughs> probably when I was drunk and uh, writing a review and we're like, <laughs> give that one five and wake up and it's Taylor Swift or something. Oh, Christ. <laughs> well, no, I mean, the, the, the reason that... Uh, the, the reason I asked it is obviously five out of five, you know, it should be for, for, for the absolute best. And I think the fact that you're even struggling to succumb to four and a half out of five says a lot about this album. Um, so four out of five for the RBR.music star rating, guys. So it's at this point in every episode we hit our final feature, the good, the bad and the rad. And as it says in the tin, we will pick a good track, a bad track and a particularly rad track. Um, I'm going to steal the first one this week, Jord, by uh, picking picking a good track. And for me, the good track, it's a, it's a bit lo-fi, but it's just a brilliant tune. Car Hiss by My Window. Agreed, Jord? Absolutely agreed. It um, is up there with some of the best chilled-out rock songs <clears throat> that there is. Um, I love how it <laughs> I love how it ends. Uh, the way it ends, I just think it's very artistic, but not up its own arse. It's very free-flowing. It's ve- It could very soon... Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. It could become like an eye-roll track, like, oh, behave. But it doesn't... It's... And you don't associate this with the Doors that much, but it stays in the perimeters of an incredible Doors song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the per- perfect blend of the Doors' debut and his voice that we kind of all wowed by and a real kind of cool blues rock classic song. And it starts so... It starts with that classic uh, bass and, and, and drum beat. Yeah. But his voice just takes you... You almost forget that it's a blues song. With that, with yeah, that. yeah, the yeah, it's um, so whenever I hear this song, genuinely, whenever I hear this song on my headphones or in a bar or in a car or wherever um, I'm hearing this song, it gets me reflective about the past, about good memories, good times, bad times. It just I'm listening. I'm obviously listening to the lyrics and listening to the tune, but it just gets me so in such a reflective mood. And to have that as the last track, it just works, and it just comes over me like just these thoughts of 
like my youth and things. Although it's not like an uplifting song, it just makes me think. Of, <laughs> also, um, it's like I'm talking to a psychiatrist here. Um, also, in a way you of, are, George. In a way you just, are. Yeah, in a way I am. It's the only reason we do this podcast <laughs> is, the, uh, is so men can show their feelings to one another. Um, yeah, it just gets me very reflective and peaceful to a point where yeah, it's, it, yeah, all it's, the noise just cuts cutting through the noise to discuss the sound there we go there you go um, there's your sound bite yeah there's your sound bite Jordan's R- <laughs> riders on the stone sound bite yeah well from the good to unfortunately the bad and Jordan did mention it earlier on the pod Jordan what's your bad track on this one mate yeah let America I think it's the only one I skip when I listen to it it's, it's alright it's fine it's, I've not got a problem with it I don't think it works on this album, but from LA Woman, and then f- it follows with Let America, I just want to get to Hyacinth House, which is the song yeah. after it. And I just you think, think it's you think too, too jarring. Do you think you'd like it more if it wasn't positioned where it is in the album? Do you think it was like a bit more maybe second or third track or second to last track or whatever? Do you think, do you think it just gets in the way for you? Yeah, it get yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just bad placement because there's nothing really wrong with the track, but it doesn't quite fit. It does. It, it doesn't fit. It's not. It just uh, and it irritates me, like from the changeling, lover madly, being down so long, cars hiss by my window, L.A. woman, and then let America is just a letdown. But it's not a letdown because it's a good song. But it just doesn't fit. It yeah, doesn't flow. I, I, it doesn't I, I, flow. I know you just said before everything flows, um, and it does to an extent if you skip number six. <laughs> Do you know? I'd actually say, and I, I, I've done this before. We're talking about other albums, maybe not on the pod, but just in social groups. Sometimes parts of songs can really bring it down, and I actually think it's the first few minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's bits yeah. of the chorus that are quite cool, and like. There's just a little bit of it that is irritating. I know what you mean, 100%. So, sadly, our bad track is La America. Um, well, as it is one of your top albums, George, you can have the rad track. What are we having for the rad track this episode? I probably mentioned it a few times during this episode. Um, the song, that is. Uh, LA Woman. I just think that is pure Doors excellence. It's about strippers it's about police it's about death it's about money it's about losing money it's i mean i'll it's about him being a shaman jim morrison being a shaman and just spiritual it just has everything it's fast-paced it's rock and roll and i love rock and roll and it's just pure genius it just and i'm surprised that this isn't up there with people that don't know the doors. Like, uh, yeah. break on through to the other sides or light my fire. It's, if you mention the doors, yeah. someone's like, oh, yeah, like light my fire. But I think LA Woman should be up there as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it, we, we, we sometimes steer away from title tracks, don't we? Because we feel like it's, a, it's an easy win. It, it might be known better than other songs, but... It's not like you said, and I think that sort of adds to its allure. And we always want our rad track to be slightly more. We don't want it to be upbeat, but part of the premise of having a rad track is it's that little bit, is that little bit more. It's not just good. It's it's 
it's really good, but it gets you up, kind of either dancing for, for or me, whatever. But absolutely, it, for me, yeah. th- this one, when I hear this, I could, I could transport back to the late sixties, early seventies as such, as a witness, mm-hmm. witness only through movies and music, and like you could be there, couldn't you? It, it takes you to a time we never saw and knew. I think that's a great experience in a track. Yeah, it has a lot of mystique in the track, and I think from the start of the album to LA Woman, it's almost like it's building up to LA Woman. And then like the calming come down is yeah. uh, the rest of the tracks yeah. after it. Uh, if you get rid of L America. Well, but, no, it's not even get rid of yeah. it's maybe just shrink it down. Play somewhere else. Shrink it yeah, down yeah. by two minutes and cut out the bit that irritates you. And I, I completely get that. So. <laughs> so, and, and then and then we'll talk. <laughs> just completely change it and come back to me. Well, our odd track this episode was LA Woman by the Doors. Um, we believe it's a very understated, awesome track. So if it isn't one you've listened to or one you focus on, give it a go and enjoy it. Um, so it's at this point and we say thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, we enjoy doing these uh, episodes and we thank you for your input. It's really important that you guys contribute to the RBR Music Instagram because it feeds into everything that we do on the pod. Jordan works very hard at building content and putting things out there that you guys may or may not enjoy. So if you do enjoy it, please tell someone about it. If you don't enjoy it, don't tell anyone about it. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, we have had some really good comments of late and we enjoy conversing back and forth with you guys, so keep them coming. Please do like, subscribe, and feel free to make any comments, requests, or even suggestions for album reviews at the rbr.music Instagram page or reach out via your podcast provider. Thanks again for listening, guys. Jim Morrison eating tofu 